There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey man, you done you done plowing your field yet, or you still got a little uh, you plowing know, to do? When you, the, the work's never done, right? You're always got some more. It's plowing never to done. Do. It's, that's the sort of the yeah. beauty of plowing. Hey, uh, you want to talk a little goss? Oh. <laughs> Bitch dish. Why not? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, you know the fishmonger's wife? Yeah. Oh, word is that she has a little side piece. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Uh, yeah. No, I've, uh, you can tell. You can tell. You can, you know, you see, you you see them tell. together. You see the fishmonger. It's like, why is he yeah, with it doesn't her? make any like, sense. Like, what's going on here? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. Also, uh, oh, I, I heard that, uh, you know the 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 like all the grain we got at that 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 storehouse where all the grain mm-hmm. is in. Uh, I hear the fishmonger's been going in there, to fucking pound off. <laughs> the fishmonger like is Jack Shack. Is, <laughs> That's part of the reason there's the fission between the two of them. Just talk you know, that's part of the reason they obviously exactly. Uh, you know her needs aren't being met. That's why she has this side piece. Meanwhile, he can't fulfill the needs because he's fucking pounding off in the in. <laughs> In the in the shed, yeah, he's using all of his energy, and the and also in the grain shed, everyone uses everyone, that. That's grain. where all the grain comes from. Oh, also, Dia- Di- Di- Diablo's okay, back. I was hoping that I was going to be able to get to tell you this, but you know, I heard the Diablo's back. I heard that the reason the fishmonger has been pounding off in the in the grain uh-huh. shack is because Diablo is like making him do it. And that's kind of the fucked up thing that, like, it kind of like we're oh like kind God, of he's joking, been, like, possessed by some sort of demon. We're like joking that he's back, and that's like kind of funny that he's yeah. back. But actually, it's like really fucked up because you know these things, you know, shit rolls downhill, right? He's jacking off now, so yeah. like, now his marriage is ruined. It's a whole thing. But you know, maybe the wife is happier, so it's like tough to say if actually it is worse. She's getting railed. I just can't believe Diablo's back. I thought we got rid of him like fifty years ago. I was like, okay, and now he's back. Yeah, we're just starting to just finish rebuilding, Don't. and now Diablo's here to muck everything up. I, what frustrates me about him, and I I can say this to you because I think you know we're we're cool. You're not gonna go ahead and say this to him. Oh yeah, no, yeah, one hundred percent. If you're just gonna come back every time we get rid of you, just stay, dude. Don't fucking. You know, come over here, get your fucking, you know, ass, you know, ripped apart, get walloped by us. We're always the ones having to do this. And then come back. Just stick around. Yeah, you think like the, the Archangel Tyrael puts him back into his place. Like one, like he'd just eventually be like, I hey, just give up. Just, you know, you don't need to 
look for the key to hell and try to unleash your minions back to scour a sanctuary. Just fucking let it's us embarrassing. be. It's embarrassing. He just wants attention, and it's it's just you know it's it's tough. He to does. See. That's what it is. It's it's like a it's a it's a compulsion. It's like pathological. Like he needs the attention. And you know, I thought we had him. You remember a few years ago when the uh, the county barrister. Uh, had those charges of obstruction of justice he brought up on Diablo. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to get him. Because he, because remember, he stole all those scrolls. He was keeping all those scrolls. It was in a hell. trial of the century. I like, oh I, do I remember? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, oh my God, they're going to they're gonna lock him up. He's fucking done. And no, he fucking wriggles his way out of it. I don't know how he does it. I'm just trying to think if there's any more gossip. Oh God. The biggest thing is that Let's Diablo's see, um, back. And that's sort of like the main Diablo's thing. back. Oh, my family got killed by skeletons. What? And fucking fucking skeletons came in with like uh with crossbows, just fucking murked them all. While we're talking, my wife she left this big. It's like big tree. Uh huh. Came in and kicked my ass. It's tough when you try. You can't. It, it's just you know. There's there's a reason there's weight classes in combat sports. Yeah, you can't. You just can't go up against one of those big tree creatures mono mono I tried hitting it yeah no you're just gonna get a fistful of yeah, splinters that's exactly what happened cried right yeah. in front of him fuck my wife uh anyway I'm gonna I'm gonna town portal over to the uh graveyard to uh, visit my family's uh tomb so I'm gonna a uh, nice talking yeah, nice with talking you. you too uh, I'm gonna go to the um I guess this grain shack Okay, all right. We socket skulls into amulets and explode corpses to make more corpses as we discuss Diablo 4 this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Get Played. Heather Ann Campbell is, I was out last week, she's out this week. Ship's passing in the night. Uh, but we'll all be back next week to discuss this month's We Play You Play Street Fighter VI. That's coming a week from today on Monday, June 26th. And we also have a special guest for that, Matt. Yeah, a very special guest. And let's just say you're going to want to hear this one. You're going to want to hear all of their Our guest today is also special. I got to say. that. Hey, man, that's absolutely right. Uh, I, I, I do want to... <laughs> Just as you said that, our guest turned off oh, his I'm camera. Special? Fuck you. <laughs> Turn his camera off because he's crying. I don't know uh, how to handle compliments based on my childhood. <laughs> 
for all, all our listeners out there, we do want to hear your thoughts on SF6. Uh, send them into our Discord. We'll read some of those next week. And Matt, I want to hear your thoughts before we intro our guest on a game that you possibly talked about last week. I was going to listen to the episode, but then you and Heather both told me not to. Uh, uh, yeah, so, don't, worry, uh, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, okay. But uh, on last week's episode, I, I'm not sure if you talked about this or not, but I, it's a fr- like. People think of Matt, they think of, you know, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Kingdom Hearts, Pokemon, but there's another franchise on your Mount Rushmore, Prince of Persia. And Dude. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown was announced, and I think it looks pretty sick. You think I didn't fucking talk about that last week, dude? <laughs> that was the matter with you. Of course I talked about it. I said they fucking, because they announced it at the at Summer Game Fest. Uh, yes. And it's a new... Uh, Prince of Persia style or your Prince of Persia game in the uh, you know 2D platformer style uh, and I'm very excited about it every other announcement after that I was not excited <laughs> I was just like okay whatever that was honestly a standout for me I watched yeah. the trailer and then I also watched a gameplay like talk over video yeah. and just sort of it, it like it, it I really like the aesthetic I really like that sort of you know two and a half D um, engine they got there and just like that kind of gameplay I mean I, I I I play those sorts of games so much like it like just like a a platformer a Metroidvania yes. you know like a like a game a, a platform game that's 2D that also has a lot of like exploration and light RPG elements like I love that shit so that's a day one for me especially coming in January 2024 uh which first game, where first game of the year First game of the year. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about that. There was I'm a- also like just that Ubisoft is like, hey, let's make this. Let's do this with this IP because they seem so committed to doing one type of game. Yeah. And so for them to actually make this, I don't know. It, 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 that looks like so. I do think it's funny that they couldn't quite get their hand like uh, get their heads around the Sands of Time remake. But they're like, uh, here's this other thing. This is different. <laughs> we made go. a new game yeah. while we we're working on the remake. Sorry. Well, we delayed that for the fourth time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, our guest, anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Our guest today from his podcast, High and Mighty in Action, boys, returning to the show, John Gabris is here. Hi, Gabris. Yo, what up, fam? Thanks for having me back. Hell I'm yeah. stoked. I, I've i been wanting to come back on the show, been feeling under-gamed um, personally, but oh. I'm just like not getting, I'm not getting as I'm like six months behind everyone, maybe nine months behind everyone. Mm-hmm. But this is a game I've been looking forward to. It kind of surprised me that it's coming out. And then when you asked me to come on, I just like had an excuse to pump some hours in. Hell yeah. Like, it's been feeling fucking good, man. So thank you so much. This also, means a lot. Oh any, my God. Anytime you want to come on, just tell us. Yeah, we'll cut, we'll have you on anytime. <laughs> I'll tell somebody else that they have to fucking kick rocks. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He'll tell well, me. I'll yeah. be like, all right, I'll get the fuck out of here. I'm like, can you retroactively go back nine months? I just beat God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, do yeah. like Disney's doing with French Connection and just re- like replace the entire episode, but don't tell listeners. <laughs> Well, yeah, here's, uh, yeah. A, here's a one. Here's a new episode uh, that we like. We didn't do a, a, a God of War specific one, and also it came out months ago. You missed it actually. <laughs> Gaslight the entire audience. This is uh, our best get- episode. <laughs> the game we're going to talk about today, I think, kind of slots into a, an episode of your podcast, High and Mighty, I guessed it on, back on your 420 special. Uh, ostensibly, we were supposed to talk about like mar- like marijuana and video games, getting into that flow state while high, uh, while gaming. I think like every time I guessed in your podcast, we instead just end up talking about like 
having diarrhea all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, I, I, to be fair, same when I guest on your podcast. <laughs> and you know what? And don't you worry, here. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you can play the Nintendo Switch with diarrhea, so get pumped. <laughs> it, it, I, I'm curious. So we'll talk about Diablo 4 in a little bit more depth in a second, but like, is this like the kind of game that you play while high? Yes. The thing that's fun is almost all games are. Uh, mm. I will say like slow moving games to a lesser degree. Like, you know, I love a sieve and shit like that. Oh, but yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. A little less fun when stoned. Um, these like kind of active games that, and getting off the computer and onto the PlayStation for me because uh, I was mostly uh, playing uh, PC ported games or Steam games on my iMac for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the pandemic, got myself a PS5. And that was a real, I got in the, in the pandemic, I got myself a PS4 for mm -hmm. the first time. And I'd never been, I hadn't been on PS since PS2. So I was really fucking into it and then upgraded to five. So, Playing, smoking weed and playing games, not on your computer where you could easily open up a porn tab or start <laughs> messaging someone or like sure. realizing you got to draft like a work email or something. Yeah. Get, and for me, unfortunately, I'm apartment life. Uh, both me and my partner work from home. So my gaming system is about a foot and a half to the right of where I'm currently sitting. So yeah, it's right, a right. huge separation, but going to the couch with the controller is just a, a vibe shift that, you know, pairs well with a volcano or a bong or something like that. 100%. No, I am like, you can, you can see my tableau on the webcam, but like I'm standing at my desk right now behind me is a, is the couch that I sit on. And then on the wall, there is my gaming TV. So I get the exact same setup. I just like move 90 degrees basically. Yeah. It's, a, it's the exact same thing. It's right um, there. Yeah. But <laughs> my it, second but monitor for my, from when I'm working and watching something on my, my second monitor is my play. Also my PlayStation monitor. It's amazing what a what a like a reset that does to you to just like change your orientation in the same room. Cause like I go from like stress to like relaxation and I'm I'm moving just about, you know, four feet. It's it's so crazy. Like the detachment you feel from work, especially since zooming podcasts and stuff is all here. It right. does feel like that. And getting a break from it's so funny where I'm like, I gotta get off this screen and get onto a different one is like <laughs> kind of like my entire vibe. I gotta get off my phone and put on a movie. Like that's constantly what I'm but in 2023, with my brain being broken like this, like a movie is the new book. Like, you know, if yeah, I sit down sure. and watch a I'll watch a full movie. That's like trying to read a book to me. Like it's like with phones and life stress and uh, high blood pressure, you know, all that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I I keep my I keep my phone out of reach. Like, and I try to do it both when I'm gaming and when I'm when I'm watching a movie. Just like I'm going to totally engage with this piece of media right now. And it like I I don't know. I I find like I relax more and it's. It's better for my brain. Uh, you, you mentioned movies, and, and it's been a while since you've been on. And I did want to ask you about a movie because I know you've played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you're like you're like the the like one of the coolest guys I know, but you're also like have a lot of like nerd culture uh, in your background. And and yeah, and I know you played a lot of D and D. Did you like Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves? I enjoyed it thoroughly. Me too. Um, I. I knew I was going into like a kid's movie, you know, like, yeah. And it's funny how like, that's like a refreshing take on IP for some reason, even though it's, it's practically guardians of the galaxy with like dungeons instead of outer space. Mm -hmm. But I love Chris Pine. And yeah, yes. The other thing that this movie did that no other movie does nowadays is not everyone was quippy, 
just Chris Pine. Other funny stuff happened, but it came from being like a frightened sorcerer or a stoic barbarian. Sure. And so I, I dug it for that reason. I dug it for like the, it got into some shit. We met some halflings. We saw a mimic. We saw a fucking gelatinous cube, a, um, a displacer beast, like a lot of cool shit like that. And in my head, I'm picturing the EU being rather fucking cool because we don't necessarily have to follow these characters. It's about like the land that they all exist in instead, like Forgotten Realms or mm-hmm. whatever. I think they're going off Forgotten Realms because they reference Elminster. So that right. puts it in Forgotten Realms, which is kind of a, a a beautiful universe. And if we get more movies in that universe, but maybe we meet Chris Pine at, in some interaction or something like that. It's a uh, Hopefully the next D&D movie, I guess is what I'm saying, is not this cast in a different... That'll bum me out. I hope that what they learn from this is like stealing from the campaign idea like this is a module let's do another module in the world yeah it definitely felt like you were watching like a campaign come to life like i i I would not be i mean i kind of fully expect them to make more movies with the same cast but i hope that Mm -hmm. like you were saying i hope they do expand it because again it's such a it's such a lush world that you can do whatever in uh but also like a, a big part of what i liked about it is that it like what you're talking about the quipping like it wasn't taking the piss out of the ip you know what i mean it wasn't like making fun of dungeons and dragons we didn't have uh you know a bunch of fourth wall breaking jokes or stuff about like you know like all of them being nerds or something yeah, like let's that roll it, again boys or exactly whatever, you know? yeah, yeah 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 no it, it like it like took the world the reality they inhabited seriously and i i don't know i mean that i i was just like i i think we talked after I saw it. I was like, I, I hope they make ten of these. Yeah, I'm into it. Matt. You're a dork, but you're not really like a D and D dork. <laughs> I'm not right? like a good one. Yeah, I'm kind of like no, a no. Dumb you're like dork. A, a young dork. Yeah, you're like you're not into <laughs> I, no paper and pencils for you. You're like all get that shit away digital. from me. I'll cut myself on the paper. Uh, no, I've played some D and D. I have yet to see the movie though, and I don't know why. Oh. I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus now. I could watch it at home. Check oh shit! Out. I'm gonna rewatch it yeah, for free. Go. I wouldn't pay to rewatch it, but no, I will watch no, it for yeah, free. You shouldn't yeah. pay for I guess it's not free. It's six dollars a month or whatever. Well, if you have anything to see, Mayor of Kingstown. <laughs> you well, and you need to watch uh, the all in the, the the family Stallone too. You gotta watch. Oh all. yeah, there you go. All I got Fub- I got Fubar, the family Stallone, and an Arnold doc all on streaming right now, and I couldn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like what I begged for as a child, and now it's just right. like ugh. I need fine. to see the family dynamic of sliced alone. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you love someone you're like I'll see anything they do and you're like wait no never mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I need to see him <laughs> like not know how a fucking remote works or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no I I should watch the movie. I it's been on my list to watch. It's been it's been on home video or you know you where you can watch it at home for a while. Uh so it's yeah. it's, it's it's next in the queue. Uh, but it, 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 I'm glad it's good. I would like to see them make more things like that because, you know, it is just like, you know, if there's like, it can be five Marvel movies a year. Well, I can, one of them can be a and d movie. And that's fine. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's yeah. like, throw that on the fucking, we got two Star Wars, two Marvels and a and d movie this year. Fuck it. Just like, rat- and like, that's. This is so desperate. I'm not even like begging for like auteurs to make like singular ideas. I'm just like, oh, cool, fresh IP. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a bummer. Well, people like that, like Christopher Nolan's always going to make an Oppenheimer. He's like, he's always going to do something that's like his own sort of singular thing. Wes Anderson's always going to be make something cute. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, are those are those the two guys who can still do that? I mean, like, I think they're like, truly, yeah. they're the two yeah. white guys that are allowed to make something uh, on their yeah. own that aren't a, a property. But, you know. 
know, a couple years from now, maybe uh, Wes gets, you know, needs a couple, is, is strapped for cash and he makes the Grand Budapest Hotel 2 or something. <laughs> the, I, I saw, like, uh, some headline that, like, WB is trying to woo uh, Nolan back. Uh, Warner Brothers trying to woo Nolan back, get, like, movies again. And, like, a dozen of the comments or responses is like, yes, we need another Dark Knight. And I'm like, shut up. No, you're asking for the wrong thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> oh, we got legendary sushi chef back in. It's like, oh, sick. I want a fucking steak. It's like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> that, that headline is also confusing to me because I guess I just don't understand the particulars, but they're like, they're wooing him back with this check this residual check for like seven figures or something and i was like well that's his money <laughs> like that's like that's not yeah. like a big well, like he got a trick. little boned with his tenant residuals because it never it didn't do oh. like it didn't do movie ticket numbers which is where like the real big back-end sharing yeah. hits so by it going to streaming it kind of fucked him and he was like I'm working with Warner Brothers, like the fucking WB. And yeah. You guys are figured out a way to just uh, not put this in the movies. And he's like one of the few guys making theater movies anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank God for Tom Cruise. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Tom Cruise, Scorsese. Even though Scorsese, his last movie was, uh, his newest movie is Apple and his last movie is Netflix. It does feel funny that he's like, give me $200 million. I'll give you a three and a half hour movie for your service. Right. But you got to put it in the theater too. He's like found a way to like get Silicon Valley to finance him and fucking De Niro fucking around in old man makeup. He's, yeah, <laughs> like, he, he's done with the one for you, one for me. He's like, all for me, you make it, baby. <laughs> yeah, all for me. I tell you it's good. You get to put it on your dumb computer yeah. let's go <laughs> and i hate marvel movies as a professional welder shana ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Well, look, I have one more question for you, Gabrus, and this also is a question I'll put to you, Matt, which is, what are you playing? Oh. Wow. Wow. Uh, Gabrus, you mentioned earlier you played some God of War Ragnarok. You're late to the party on that. I think we were also texting that you played some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Is that correct? That's correct. The first one. 
I was going to jump off after God of War. I was the next game I was going to kick off was the uh, Jedi games, but I guess there's two. Yeah. And someone told me you should play through the first one because the stories are connected. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's just the nerd thing I need to hear to activate my completionist like spectrum mind. I'm like, <laughs> of course, I would never be able to enjoy the second one without playing the first one. And so I've been <laughs> trying to get through that. But so, my buddy my buddy reached out and was like, yo, for like an extra $30, you can have Diablo four now. And I was like, Oh, and I just was like, didn't, I was waiting for whatever the date was, but they're like, as of the six, you can have it or whatever day I got it. You can get it like early for a, a hundo instead of end. You know, if you're, if you're going to live in a tiny apartment and own nothing and have no savings and no <laughs> retirement, <laughs> what are you going to do with a few extra bucks? Get Diablo yeah, five get early. days early. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've been on that. Um, and then I also, along the same lines, wanted to play the new Zelda, but I gave up on Breath of the Wild five minutes in on my Switch. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. And so I downloaded Breath of the Wild again. And I was going to start playing that on the Switch. But when I got on the, I went to go use it when I was traveling and it yeah, needed diarrhea. to be updated. Yeah, I had diarrhea on the plane. I didn't get up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Comfort Plus, they just deal with it. Uh, people are, you know, I was wearing a mask. Didn't bother me too much. Right. Uh, You're fine. But it couldn't get updated, so I was like, fuck. And then I just played this other game I love on the Switch, and then it got me accidentally hooked on it again. I've been playing Monster Train a lot. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. So I've heard a lot about Monster Train, and I, I've had people recommend it to me because- Because um, yeah, you like Slay uh, the Spire? Exactly. Yeah, the that's people how that be I like this, it. play this, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, because I loved Slay the Spire and got really addicted and accidentally had it on like three different platforms. <laughs> like I had it on Steam, on my Switch, and then I was like, I got to play this on PlayStation. You know, I was like getting it everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, and someone was like, oh, you should try Monster Train. And Monster Train is fun in, in a similar way, just with like uh, cooler art, I guess, cooler character design. I got to try it out at some point. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed because there have been so many new releases, but I'm sure it would be like extremely my shit. Uh, yeah, I, I think you can. Boy, Tears of the Kingdom is, is a is a good one uh, uh, because what you were just talking about of like, oh, I should play the first one before I play the second one. And I was like, because. I'll just go into, I've been playing uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in addition to Diablo 4, and I played it all handheld, all on planes and trains while I was touring uh, this past weekend, and which I don't normally love doing for a game of this kind of scope, but... I'm, I, but it, it does work. I mean, clearly they've just put, they've, they've figured out how to make it work on, on handheld and, and especially cause I get the OLED switch. So the screen is really pretty. So it, you know, I, I have, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I, I'm not sure if like how I would, wh- where I land, but yeah, Matt, maybe you have a take on this. Cause I know you've played more of this game than I have, but, uh, I, I'm not sure where I land on. Do you just jump into Tears of the Kingdom or do you play Breath of the Wild first? Because it is in, in a lot of ways like such an iterative game. And I think it's like a much, you know, it's it, it's a it's a, you know, a, a, a more refined game by virtue yeah. of a lot more development by virtue of it being the second one. I think you're probably fine to just go straight to Tears of the Kingdom I, if you're intrigued. I, I would tend to agree with that, too, specifically because of the 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 tutorial part of the game I think is some of the best video game onboarding I've seen in in years like it yeah you get every skill you could possibly need for the entire game in the first like hour or something and from there it's just like all right go nuts like go oh uh, cool it's so it's in it, so you get to experience your abilities from very early on and it's not like 
you're going around the entire map or something and you don't have one of the abilities yet. You're like, oh, I got to come back when I have that. You just have everything and you can just go. So I, that, I would definitely make a case for... Um, for starting uh, with tiers, if you want to like be in on the, uh, I the, guess the conversation on the, the conversation, yeah, then it's like yeah. guys. Right. But otherwise, you know, Breath of the Wild also really, really great. Would would I enjoy Breath of the Wild if I beat if I play Tears of the Kingdom for eighty hours or whatever, and then I'm like, shit, I should go play Breath of the Wild, or would it feel like a little wonky or like not as rich? For I don't me? know I if it would feel wonky, but I think for me. I played uh, Breath of the Wild. It took me three times to like latch on to Breath of the Wild, uh, and then I finally went all the way through it. Um, I think it would feel uh, like a very slight step backwards, not a complete step, maybe. Like because like some of the stuff you have different abilities, and so it's just a little bit different. The world feels a little more um, filled in in the second game, so it might it might feel a little. I don't know if it would feel dated necessarily, but it would feel it would feel different. I would say. A little bit. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I guess what I would say is if you start playing Breath of the Wild and it hooks you, then just keep playing that. Yeah. But if you're, like, kind of, like, bounce off of it, I wouldn't say that's a reason to not play Tears of the Kingdom. Dude, that's so, great advice. That's what I was wondering. Cool. Because I, I didn't get hooked by Breath of the Wild. I, had, I found it very difficult to, like, control or, like, I got, like, jammed up, like, a half hour into the game. Like, I wasn't able to do almost anything. And I was like, this sucks. And then I found it really frustrating. And I was like... Uh, I think what I need to do is get my I usually play handheld. I should probably get it up on the screen and um, and mess with it there. And I think a big a big difference that this might be the thing that brings you over to tears. I felt like maybe comparatively this might be the thing that brings you to tears. This might make you fucking (laughs) stop right now. Uh, I think that some of the solutions to problems in Breath of the Wild they're more limited. Would you? Wouldn't you say, Nick? And then in, in tears, you can kind of solve anything any way you want, and they encourage that. They're like, "Go nuts! Do think think outside the box." Yeah, I, I feel you know I've, I've probably said it too many times, yeah. but it's more of a problems, not puzzles approach. Yes. Where it's just like, hey, you have to get that. You have to get from A to B, and however you want to do it, figure it out. You have to get this this uh, you know this sphere into this receptacle, uh, but you don't have to do it by a certain prescribed method. If you figure out some other way to do it, that's fine. So yeah, I I, I definitely have played this game. I've definitely have played it in like. I feel like kind of clumsy, shitty ways and still come out on top and still felt like a genius. Yeah. And I think that's part of the the fun of it. Part of the fun of the, uh, you know, the building mechanics and then also the um, uh, the various like environmental manipulation mechanics, like 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 rewinding time that you have at your disposal. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're like yeah. in Breath of the Wild, you could sort of still do that, but it would you'd have to do it more intentionally, I think. Whereas in Tears, it's like you can kind of do st- stuff on accident sometimes too and be like oh look at that like I, d- I did it I didn't think that <laughs> yeah. would work um, yeah that definitely was not the right way to do it yeah uh, but fucking whatever <laughs> yeah um, that's awesome I'll say I rolled credits on Tears of the Kingdom wow Whoa. what an alpha yeah. congrats bro thank you congrats, very much buddy. no it was next up getting laid <laughs> yeah yeah i think i might try to give that a spin see what that's like um i i couldn't i honestly couldn't believe that i did it um i i i put a lot of time into it i'm somewhere in the 95 to 100 hours in that game already um and i i just got really focused on doing the main quests and i was like i think i did, for just my own peace of mind i need to just put an end to this 
so, like the story. Sure. Yeah. So I can play like Diablo and Street Fighter Six uh, and not feel bad about taking time away from Zelda anymore. And I also <laughs> got to get back into Jedi Survivor. I was like halfway through that when Tears came out. Um, but right now, I'm still, I'm still playing, I'm still playing it. Like I, 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 I beat the final boss, and I was like, okay, it's you know, it spits you back out to right before that, basically. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go around and get a bunch of shrines, do a bunch of shrines, and do all that stuff, do side quests. Uh, I like. Are you a hundred percenter, or is, the, uh, is or a three percenter? Do you believe the government should stay out of your tax? Uh, yeah, I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> or are you a one percenter? You rich little fuck. <laughs> no, certainly not a one percenter. Uh, as far as milk goes, two percent for sure. Um, I, I, you know, it is. It's. I. I'm not a one hundred percenter at all. Um, but this game, I. I'm not ready to be completely done with it. I just needed it, the. Um, the urgency to finish the story to be off my back a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I see like, what you're saying. It's like, it was just, it was gnawing at me. I would be playing it so much that I was like not really doing, I mean, I put a hundred hours in it. it like it, it, I wasn't doing it's a lot It's been out else. at this point for a couple of weeks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, yes. I, I'm just, this is all, well, the first day that I had it, I lost a day to it. I just like went and played it until it got dark and my eyes hurt. Um, so it's it's good. It's good to have that sort of be done, and I can just kind of move on and and play different games. It was nice to put in. Like I, I returned to uh, the Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge game the other day. Oh hell yeah! And I was like, oh, I forgot it. I loved this. This is so good. It's, you know, that's just a quick little like. Uh, playing that a little bit, so I got a lot of I got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies right now. I'm back at it. I'm back on my bullshit. Can I can I ask a spoiler free question about the end game? Did you yes. think like it was first off? Did you do like felt like you did? I'm not sure if structurally it's it's this it parallels what's in Breath of the Wild, but did you feel like you did all the main stuff before you got to the end game? And then also like what was it from a challenge perspective? So I did I did feel like I did that because there was okay. a couple of things. There's a, there's honestly a few things on the way to my end game that I wish I'd done differently, uh, and it was mm. basically just like there, there's there's certain story points that you get throughout the map in one of the main uh, quests that are you can get out of order, and I got a lot of those before I was getting ready for the end game, so I had a lot of information early on about things that were happening that I was like I shouldn't know this yet, mm, sure because. Yeah. Nobody, everybody else is, is like asking me, oh, I wonder what's going on with this. And I'm like, well, I fucking know. I know. I'm just not saying anything, I guess. In my in my game, Link knows everything. It's just like, I'll let you guys figure it out. I'm not telling you a goddamn thing. Uh, so there, that's a, sort of a, a regret of the playthrough, I would say. But I did feel by the time I was at the end that I was sufficiently prepared. You know, I had the Master Sword. I had all the main sort of story beats in my head ready to go. And then when I saw the ending, I was like, this is, I mean, I need some distance from it, I think, but it's, it's, I think it's like an all time, all time wow. game, maybe somewhere in my top three. Wow. Ever. It's like, it was such a gorgeous experience and it's definitely recency bias. I mean, you know, ask me again in a year what I think yeah. about it, but I, I, that I've never done that. I just I I I just I I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. 
And, and which two Pokemon games fill out the rest of your top three? Uh, it's Pokemon Gold and Silver, <laughs> same generation. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you okay. fool. You know it's. Um... <laughs> I've lost many a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, let's let's talk a little bit about a game that, well, maybe a game from this franchise might be in in my all timers, uh, the second iteration. We're yeah. on now, though, Diablo Four, which was released on June sixth of twenty twenty three officially. Though you could do the pre release. I'll say this: I thankfully have I could afford the pre release, and also I could justify it as being for work, and I still couldn't buy, like like. Can, I, I couldn't bring myself to spend an extra 20 or $30 to play the game for an extra weekend. No. Even though it would have made my life a lot easier and I probably had fun doing it, I still was just like, I can't fucking do that yeah. for like an extra, probably total, uh, probably all told, uh, an extra 10 hours of gameplay early. Like, like I just, I, I, I couldn't bring, I personally couldn't bring yeah. myself to do that. Or two cups uh, but, of coffee. I didn't have enough. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I didn't have enough time in hindsight to yeah. justify it. Like I put maybe four hours in before the actual release date came. And I'm like, did I pay 30 extra dollars to get my, a rogue to level six? <laughs> like, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just got so giddy. I was like, Oh, you can get it now. Why don't I have it? And I just blew it. <laughs> it, it probably would have made my life easier though for, for, for me to do what you, what you did, because I was, as I mentioned earlier, I was out of town. Uh, basically I left town on June 6th when it officially released. So I was like, fuck, I'm not going to have enough time to actually play this game. I realized too late. Uh, then I got back in town and, you know, when God closes the door, he opens a window. I got fucking sick. And so I was like, I don't have enough time to play this game, but you know what? I'm back in town and I'm sick. I got nothing else to do but play this game. Yeah. Yeah. So I've binged the shit out of it over the past couple of days uh, and I got a character to level 36. So I feel like I have Holy a pretty shit. decent... Yeah, no. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of... Uh sort of watching your progress yesterday like because i was online for a little bit while you were playing it on and off and um i like the two times that i checked i was like oh he's like level 23 he's probably not going to catch up to me and then later on in the day i was like oh nick's been playing playing like he's like (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah i've been kind of blazing through this and i've 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 gotten a you know i feel like a good sense of this game developed by blizzard team 3 which is nervine with support from blizzard albany formerly vicarious visions who did the diablo 2 resurrected remaster that we all really like uh directed by joe shelley sebastian stepian and louis bariga who left the studio in 2021 uh, and I, I, let's let's just talk Diablo generally first. Uh, Matt, I know you got into the franchise with Diablo three, and you're a big fan of that. And Gabrus, I know you played th- some Diablo three as well. Uh, but but uh, let's just give a baseline for everyone. I mean, I'll, I'll start. I I started with Diablo one on PC. I played Diablo. I, I played all, I played them all. This is probably one of my most played franchises. Period. I will qualify that by saying that the bulk of those hours came with Diablo two. That's the one I played the most. But uh, I'm a, I've I've always been a fan of this franchise. And even on its 
even even with its lulls, even with like the Diablo three launch, I've always still kind of been a defender and a, a fanboy of, of just these games in general. Uh, Matt, how about you? Yeah, I was always interested in it. I, w- I didn't grow up playing games on PC, uh, so I just never I never had it. Um, but when I got when I had my switch, I saw that. Uh, you could play, you know, Diablo three on there. I was like, oh, okay, I'll check in on this. And I remember looking up if it was like good on there. Like it was like, is Diablo three good? And the consensus was it wasn't at first, and then it became good. Like so, I jumped in when they when they fixed everything. And the switch the switch port of it is is fantastic. It's so good. Um, I so I I really loved that. I played through all of that. Um, and I never squatted up with anybody though, because I didn't know anybody. Well, by also by the time I started playing it, everybody was kind of done. With, every, like everybody was kind of done with it, and nobody was playing it on Switch. Um, so I never squatted up with anybody. But then when the two uh, remaster came out, we squatted up a couple times. That was really fun. Uh, and I was like, oh, I see like the power of like doing this with somebody else. It's great. It's like a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and then. When Immortal came out, and I think we did the episode around then, uh, we did a previous episode where we talked about Diablo a little bit, Um, I remember thinking, it sucks that I do sort of like this, but uh, it feels bad. Like, it feels bad because of the the microtransactions within the game and uh, just, like, the way they handled that whole thing in in general. Uh, So I, I, I remember putting that down, but feeling like it played well and then i was excited for this one been keeping up with the betas uh and it's it's been fun i haven't i'm bouncing back and forth between my pc and steam deck because i have it installed on my steam deck as well and it's it's oh it's fantastic same game installed two different places because uh, the Gabriel's, compatibility it's your your same character right it's like, my same character yeah, yeah so i'm not so missing rad. it's like it's like a you know when I want to not be sitting at my desk, like we were talking about earlier, and I wanted to sit a foot away from where my desk is, <laughs> I can play on my Steam Deck instead. I love like listeners who live anywhere but uh, uh, New York and LA are like, just fucking move and have a fucking like. Yeah. He's got like you know guys like people are like I make eighty four grand a year and I have an entire room for gaming in my yeah, house. You, know, like, have fucking- you don't have to be. <laughs> I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I have a fucking floor of my apartment for gaming. I have you're a like, five person oh. family. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a three story house. <laughs> Must be nice. Sorry, I want to be a coastal elite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I like to have seven Thai restaurants to choose from. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Honestly, that is pretty much the main reason to move to the city is like, okay, I want a different Thai restaurant tonight because they do this better. And not a worse one, an equally as good one or better yeah. than the one I was going to get. They're all good. <laughs> It's great. It's great out here. I fucking love it. It's so cal. Yeah. If the sun doesn't come out soon, I will blow my head off. But uh, <laughs> it's been That's, we kind of have had a stretch of June gloom all month long so far. Yeah, plus like the out. rainiest winter in um, yeah. uh, in history. We've been kind of, which is great for us indoor kids. But yeah. I'm a I'm a beach boy as well. I've been saying one hundred percent. Where where do we live? Tristram. Oh, thank you, Matt. Sit, stay a while. <laughs> uh, Gabrus, uh, did you? When did you hop in with Diablo? D one, Mamacita. I've been, wow, I've been a Blizzard head from the jump. From 
from W1 through D1 through WoW. I've played everything that came out by Blizzard. Was it StarCraft uh, 1 and 2, of course? Right. I was, I've, I've loved all of their games since I was a kid. I grew up playing PC game. I grew up playing Nintendo in my house. Then we got PlayStation. And then when I got to like sixth grade, I moved towns and made friends with these two nerdy kids. Uh, and I'll just shout them out now, JP and Sanford. And they were PC gamer guys. And we got, they got me really into PC gaming first with like low, like sitting at one computer playing, like taking turns, playing command to conquer or uh, a TBS. Like uh, uh, I've always talked about heroes of might and magic is maybe one of oh, my favorite yeah. games ever made. If I, if I was, if I come to that all time episode, I will be talking about heroes of might and magic. If they don't make that game for like iPad or something soon, I'm going to blow my, like, I, I guess stop threatening suicide on this podcast. <laughs> I know, it's, getting, it's getting close. Right? There's, there's, now there's two things working against you. <laughs> we got to put a trigger warning on this episode and on the trigger of the gun on my desk. <laughs> uh, you, yeah. You, you come back and we'll, talk here as a might and magic sometime and and heather and matt will sit by uh mutely and just sulk <laughs> no no yeah, and then i'll try to talk i feel like it'll be like trying to show my little brother like uh a phil hartman sketch too and that i'll be yeah, like exactly no yeah. it's really cool and it's like wait it moves this slow and this is the animation and you're making monks that are your ranged warriors and it's like okay shut up kid <laughs> leave me alone uh but i grew up playing those games and jp and sanford mm -hmm. we got really into uh warcraft when it first came out who you want me kill? Then we got really into uh, StarCraft, uh, Alive and Goliath Online. Then we got into Diablo. Sit, stay a while. Then we got into World of Warcraft. Uh, that one didn't stick as much. I did end up playing a lot of that uh, when I uh, when I was in my early 20s. But all yeah. these games stuck, and I've always loved yeah, Heroes of the Storm. I don't even like games that move that fast, but I fell in love with that game because of the IP was all Blizzard stuff. And I love their art. I love their – and having – like, you know, 20 years of history with that. I would say I'm 41 now. I probably mm -hmm. have 29 years of history with the Blizzard games or something fucking crazy. Wow. Like whenever Warcraft 1 came out, um, which is upsetting now that I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 1994, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, since I was 12. So about uh, almost 30 years. Um, and then... Weirdly, I, all these, and I've loved them all. And Diablo especially because, like you said, uh, Weiger, I'm a big fantasy head and a big mm -hmm. uh, D&D head. I read a lot of fantasy novels. So swords and sorcery, might and magic, all that shit always works on me. So more than even StarCraft 2, which was a game I played thousands of hours of, I loved Diablo the most. And then Diablo... Uh, Two, I think, was the one I played the most because that was like yes. in my junior high years, like uh, probably, you know, around the same time as you, Wags. I put hours into that game. But then I got into D3 a little bit, but it came out when I was like not in my gaming era. So I played it a little bit, but not too much. But over the pandemic, me and the aforementioned JP and Sanford, our nickname is the Nerd Herd, uh, made by uh, Joanne oh, yeah. Gabris, my mom. Uh, she named us that when we were 13. <laughs> kind of stuck. Your mom's the uh, biggest bully. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm the way I am for a reason, Apodaca. <laughs> There's a reason I've given you a wedgie six out of the seven times I ran into you this year. <laughs> it's all me just recycling trauma. Bullshit rolls downhill. But uh, over the pandemic, 
the nerd herd, we got into D3 again and we started playing Diablo. It was like, yo, we should get on and play. And we started playing Diablo 3 with our phones on FaceTime audio. And so we like would have like two and a half hour gaming sessions. They're on the East Coast. So it's perfect for me to play after one of the guys has kids. Like they go to bed. I get on at like six ish. Yeah, I play sure. until like eight ish or nine ish. And they're like uh, going to sleep and all that. And then so I. This is just a year ago. I put like another 60 hours into a Diablo game. So when Diablo 4 was announced, we were all on. And my biggest concern, and and this is like one of the main things I want to talk about. My biggest concern was moving off of mouse and keyboard. I'm so adjusted to mouse and keyboard for gaming, especially Diablo, which feels built for it. Yeah, I was so hesitant. I was like, this controller shit's going to bum me out. This controller shit's going to be whack. And boy, am I here to tell you, it is not. Controller works so much better than I imagined. Like, almost improves upon the game in a way. 100% 100% agree. I mean, let's let's talk about that right now because it's in my notes. And they, you know, controller support was added in Diablo 3 for consoles, you know, but by necessity. They refined it a lot with the the Reaper of Souls expansion came out that basically just made just fixed the game completely. Uh, it's, a, it's a completely different game. It was a completely different game after that expansion. And that was where I got into, you know, I, I played on PC initially. I played the console version uh, with, with when Reaper of Souls came out and I'd, I'd heard about some of this and yeah I, I actually preferred the controller version there and here I did the same thing I played it when 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 I played Diablo 4 in the open beta I played some with mouse and keyboard I played some with controller I was like controller feels a little better and with the retail release same feeling I, I prefer it with the controller and I'm playing a necromancer and that's a that's a class that requires like you know a, a in in theory it's like positioning your cursor to cast curses and, uh, right. and to uh, you know uh, uh, you know, to, to send out debuffs and stuff. And, and like, there's like a, there's like a lot of, of, but it works really well. Uh, all, all uh, like, like, you know, if you're exploding corpses or whatever, you know, that's the sort of thing you do with mouse and keyboard, but it works really well with the controller. And I, I just, I find it more like meditative and, and honestly just more fun. Uh, Matt, how, how have you, have been playing on, on PC as well, Yeah, but did you like, have you, have you fluctuated between the control schemes? So yeah, I have a little bit because when I was playing the beta, I was playing it exclusively on the PC and I I had never done uh, mouse and keyboard uh, like gaming before, really. Not since I mean Disco Elysium, which was like its own sure. sort of thing, but never played a Diablo um, uh, with mouse and keyboard. And I, so I, I didn't know. I had no idea that it was that it felt that good. Even and I was like, oh, clicking is just fun. Like I like to click. It feels good. Um, but then since I've been playing on Steam Deck, I'm sort of used to the controller interface already because it's like, you know, it's an Xbox controller basically on uh, on a screen. Um, so I've been playing like that and yesterday when I was doing a bulk of my playing, I was like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to pl- I'm just going to connect my Xbox controller and see how that feels. And that was uh, that was incredible. It felt so good. It felt so great. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever go back to uh, uh, the mouse and keyboard anymore. I just, I, I, the controller, I think is, because uh, I, I mean, I played it on Switch too, so I'm also, you know, Diablo three on Switch, so I'm used to controller interface anyway. But it felt so much better this time around. Yeah, I toggled back and forth a few times, mm-hmm. but I've largely landed on just playing w- exclusively with the controller. You know, it, it is, there are situations like if you're like socketing items or something, it's maybe that's a little easier to do something in your inventory screen with a mouse. Yeah. But if you just have a mouse at the ready, you can just do that real quick. But 
I, I, once I figured out how to map my skills, because this is part of the thing, you basically have five skills that you can use as hotkeys. That's 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 what you're limited to. And once I figured out how to make those, you know, again, I'm playing a, ne- a necromancer, so like decrepify, which is like a curse that, uh, you know, that that slows enemies. So like I have that on my on my L trigger, and then I have corpse explosion, which you know uh, does exactly what it says, deals damage to enemies by exploding the the corpses of slain enemies. I have that on my right trigger. And so like I kind of get into that and then, then I've got my, you know, my other two attacks on my face buttons uh, and uh, along with the, 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 it's not, it's not a roll, but there's like a dodge that's, that's built in, yeah. which is something that's kind of brought over from Diablo three. Once I figured out how to map everything out, I was like, this controls like a dream and also just direct, direct moving your character in that isometric, like action RPG, uh, like perspective. It just feels right. Yes, that is part of it. And I couldn't believe and also, I'll be honest, like PlayStation makes uh, communication while you're playing easier too. Mm. like it like streamlined it all. Like it's really idiot proof. Like I'm just like talking into my controller to my two buddies on the East Coast as we just fucking play games like uh, it's yeah. fucking it's like so simple and rad. And the uh, I could not believe like what you I couldn't articulate it the way you just did, Wags. But what you're talking about, like the moving around without having to click to run to something. Cause the biggest thing I, I, I used to play a rogue all the time and uh, we'll get into it when we talk D four, I do have a, uh, like a high twenties level rogue and uh, you have to hold shift. So you don't accidentally click and move your person towards the uh, thing. Right. Right. This control kind of improves on it in a fucking way. And again, the separation of church and state of moving away from the device that I use for zooming and writing and, and responding to lame emails that of commercial <laughs> auditions, like, uh, like uh, getting off of this and getting, uh, getting over there and like getting on the controller. It feels so, it feels like you're gaming. And then it's, it's weirdly so easy to pick up items. I thought that would be weird because a huge thing about Diablo, and that's why part of the thing that got me hooked originally was like the slightly improving your uh, tune, like with every item pickup where you're like, oh, this has one three percent movement speed instead of two point eight sick. Swap yeah. it out like that sort of fine tuning, like upgrades and like and. I like I thought that picking up items would be difficult and it's just so fucking easy. It's so fucking it's so smooth. I'm so proud yeah. of the people who, who ported this game because I'm I'm fucking I've never played it on console until this one and I I'm truly impressed. Yeah, they they you know what uh, the 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 development team the 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 QA side like everyone who just like figured out how to make this like a, a con- as much a controller game as it is like a mouse and keyboard game. I mean, it's it's huge and it it makes it so much more approachable. Uh, I I think that what you're just talking about loot because that's like the whole the whole gameplay loop of the of these games is just like you kill things, you find items, you pick them up. There's a few things they did here. Uh, that, you know, first off, the the inventory, which they simplified for Diablo 3, you used to have to like, you know, and, and Gabriel, you know this from the first two, you had to kind of Tetris block in, you know, oh, I, I've got this this bow. This is going to take up eight slots. Yeah, well, I the pole figure out arm how to move. is too long. I don't need to pick exactly. it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got to move a bunch of rings and I got to stash something inside my Heradric cube, you know, like like there, like there a lot of that was just inventory management. Here it's completely been streamlined. Every, it, like even more so than Diablo 3, which Diablo 3 had some half slots for smaller items. Here, like everything just goes in the same size. Like it doesn't matter. An right. amulet is the same size uh, as a tower shield. Uh, that's one thing. 
I, you know, there's an, there's an element of, of that. I kind of miss that stuff, but also I know that it's just like, that's just nostalgia. And actually it makes this a, a, a much easier smoother, game to pick up yeah. and play down. <laughs> exactly. A smoother experience. Another thing they do is they have just a stat that's just item power, which I think is great for people who want to play this game casually. Cause like, if I don't want to pay attention to all the different, you know, plus the stats that we have. And uh, like you were saying, an increase, a percentage increase to movement speed and uh, a, a critical chance increase. I can just see if this this has greater item power than the thing I currently have equipped. And if so, if I swap it out, at least on the, the default difficulties, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, like and for your the first th- 30 levels before you're specializing yeah. anything too, before you're like building around rapid fire or whatever, building around corpse explosion. Like you could just, that's such an improvement. Like, oh, that's better. Like, the thing you love about Diablo is like, oh, blue is better than white, yellow is better than blue, and then 100%. when you get to level thirty, then you got to start reading it. <laughs> like you're yeah. like, okay, let's let's let me find out what each of these things. And then oh, it's like, oh, an orange is better than yellow. Sick. Okay, let's see what. And uh, I've been I've been fucking. You're right. That item power thing is very helpful when you're just like, especially because usually you wait to your town portal to like fuck your, uh, to zhuzh your items. This, you can kind of do it on the fly. You're like, oh, these are better boots. Throw them on. Like I can, I'll fight harder now. Yeah. And on, and on that note, like what they've done with item identification, and I don't know if they, this is a thing that got borrowed from like, you know, Torchlight or Path of Exile, some of these other big action RPG franchises. I played a little bit of them, but none of them have quite hooked me in the same way that the Diablo franchise has. Uh, but they, they're, the, the way item identification works, which is just, you see the item on the play field and it just says what the item type is and, and a color. And then when you put it in your inventory, it's automatically identified. They, but it still kind of has that feeling of discovery that you got back in Diablo 2 and you used to have a tie, you used to have a tome of item identification scrolls yes. that we, you would use to identify something in the field. They just re, they, they just cleverly like kind of remove two steps there, uh, but still give you the same sort still of feedback. Still gives you the like, oh shit, an amulet. And you're like, please let this be good. Please let this go. And you just have to open your inventory rather than waiting for wah. Yeah. Like, it's cool. And it's such a simple thing. And it like, I, I, I'm like, as I, I was playing, I was like, oh, I can't believe this kind of, this is all, this is so simple, but this works in the same way. Yeah. It's uh, just so I, fun to see bow. You're like, shit. Yes. I, I use a bow. Oh, <laughs> it's not much better than my bow. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you're right. I didn't even think about that. That really has the moving, losing the identify scroll is huge. Yeah, because there was a the, I, like Diablo three. I'm trying to, to remember. You played it more recently than me, but there is like still an identify items thing you do in your inventory, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a scroll. There's, of still, there's still an extra yeah, step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just have an infinite supply. Uh, so the yeah, I, I, I mean, I love that, and and I also like the other thing they tweaked is the well, they've tweaked a lot, but like the way potions work now, which is that basically you have a li- you have a limited number of charges that you can refill based off of you know you, uh, in certain situations you'll get a, a refill of uh, uh, of a potion will appear in the field and then you can use that to replenish your stock, but it's not like you have an inventory or a belt that's full of a bunch of different potions uh, or uh, the Diablo three approach we've got a bunch of like health orbs that spawn it, it's it's kind of a happy medium that i think works pretty well and then the other thing about potions that i'm sure the two of you have stumbled upon is that as you do more like side quests and and optional dungeons and explore more of the map you get what well, I, I think it's called renown i forget whatever the fuck yes. it is but there's something you get in your map 
Eventually, that gives you like bonus skill points that apply to all your characters and bonus potion charges that apply to all your characters. So it's just a way of like, hey, once you once you've seen everything with one character, you kind of can can shorten some steps with the uh, the next characters that you roll. I don't know. All, all that stuff just it just it, I, I know it's all intensely thought out. I know there's so many decisions that would be made in the development process, but that they 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 did so many tweaks to the core formula while still retaining its essence. I don't know. I mean. I, I, the shit I'm, you're talking I'm, I'm about just really with impressed Renown, by it. Yeah, the shit you're talking about with the Renown, they pulled in some more like classic RPG stuff of like mm. you get points for opening a waypoint. Like as you discover, you get some Renown points. As you do a thing, as you complete quests in addition to experience. Like, and I think that's a really fun because it changes the grinding. Yes. And it's not just like go to a dungeon and and run. You can just keep doing dungeons. These dungeons give you aspects now. So like there's like a new way to grind and like side quest grinding. And sh I think they're not the shrines, but the little like, you know, sort of like prevent yeah, these guys like from making the blood orb happen oh, or whatever. Yes, those yes, little yes. like yeah. those little like accidental instances you could like stumble yeah, upon events, and the sellers. Yeah. Like, yeah, events like that's all such a fun way to add to like to have like narrative grinding in a way like it's like, OK, I, I, I'm i getting murked on this by this fucking boss. Let me just go wander around, discover, oh, help so and so find their husband. Oh, uh, go yeah. clear out this basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do this and like do a few things. You get some experience, you maybe get a cool item. You learn a new skill or whatever you and even the. I think the skill tree is a very fun improvement and is, and it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like stressful in a way. Cause it used to just be like, maximize this, get to this game over, you know, get to the uh, big R2 attack or whatever. And you're ready to fucking go. I enjoy this skill tree a lot. And I'm like, like, I feel like, I've respect like seven times with my character. And I love that it costs a little costs money, which keeps because mo money loses gold loses power in Diablo eventually. Cause you're just like, for sure. Yeah. I can sell items for 18 grand instead of uh, salvaging them or whatever. Yeah. But I like that money. Like it leaves money to be kind of like, have some skill, like, Oh shit, this ring, like I just got a ring that makes rapid fire ricochet 33% of the time or something. And that's fucking awesome. A an orange ring uh, socketed too. I don't want to get too into it, but I'm super stoked about there it. You go. So getting that, I'm like, oh, I didn't have rapid fire. I'm like, let me drop several hundred gold, nuke all these stats, juice all these stats. And then you're like, oh, this is a fun, I'm playing like a different game now. Normally you just like build your items around your uh, loadout. Like you build your loadout around your skills. Now yes. it's kind of fun where it's like, oh, I'll just respec all this to try this item. Like, oh, cool. Let me, and then in the tree are like random passive stuff too. I, I will just cop to one thing I said with this game was I'm not going to allow myself to like read about it a bunch until I've played many hours. So as I'm talking to you now, I have like, two high level 20 characters. Cause I have one guy that I only play with those friends. Uh, like that's our rule. You can have as many, like I, and then I have a 10, a level 10 barbarian to mess with. And then I have a level like 28 rogue that I play solo with. And, um, I don't know what overpower means. I don't know what crowd control means. I don't know what lucky shot is. I don't know what, I don't know what like nine things are in the game and I'm yes. not letting it stop me at all. I'm not, I'm just like not <laughs> building around it. I'm just like, okay, I just like sorted out vulnerable. Like, okay, I got it. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, like I, my build is kind of, uh, you know, has a lot to do with like slowing enemies and then making them vulnerable. But that's basically all I know. Like, like, and I'm playing, but I'm I'm playing on World Tier Two Veteran, which is like the one step up difficulty. Same you here. have to, I think, yeah. finish the game once. To, and I'm still doing fine. So I think I think part of it is like, yeah, a lot of that stuff starts to feel pretty granular when you're talking about like I, th- I whatever, like a topaz. Uh, g- g- if you socket a topaz, it gives a percentage increase to critical strike for enemies. Uh, that are in, you know, that are crowd control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and exactly. I don't know what like, any I, of that means. I, yeah, this is this is this is like too much going on. But like I, I like I, same same approach as you was like I don't need to investigate that stuff until I have one playthrough under my belt, and then I can see what I've been doing wrong in terms of building and outfitting my character. Uh, you said yeah, something it, there that we're playing uh, World Tier Two, and it's not mm-hmm. impossible. I no, think, not at all. I think they got level scaling really right in this game right now. It feels like even when you like someone who's like four levels below you rolls up. Up, the bad guys, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, the baddies become, they're always been, like, a little manageable. And, oh, sorry. And then fighting bosses is a little bit more, like, stick and move than ever before. It mm-hmm. used to just be, like, stand there, hit one, hit two, hit three, hit yes. four, uh, keep clicking, keep clicking, and then when right click, right click, oh, and then when, as soon as your skills reproc, drop them all again. But, like, with- Yeah, it's- it- 100%. Yeah. It's just something clear the fuck out because they got a big area to attack. And that was basically the extent of the strategy. You're basically you're just trying to, to just jam as much DPS on them as possible. Uh, yeah, I agree that there's a there's some more, you know, these these fights are it's not like a souls game, but there's some, there's a little bit more tactical, tactically you need to account for these fights. I just did a boss fight uh, shortly before we started recording that involved a, you had an NPC character who was shield? there who was fighting alongside you, who did a shield. I yeah, did you that hide within a shield. Yeah. I yeah. It's like, this is so <laughs> satisfying. It's so, it's just, just that little element of like, I got to hide inside this guy's shield so I don't get nerk, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, nuked by this guy's uh, huge attack is like, I don't know. It just, it just made it feel a little bit less like I was just uh, click click clicking for a bit. In addition to other new shit I like, I shouted out like the kind of RPG elements that they pull in with the renown that you spoke to. I also yeah. like amongst the character differentials, the class differentials is like uh uh the barbarian has weapon expertise, the rogue has like specialization. Thus uh, you know like the, the little minor things that your cl- uh, diff- each class gets. What does the necromancer have something special like the that? Necromancer uh, Gabriel, I'm glad you asked. The necromancer is the book of the dead, oh, wow. which is that the not, the, which is really cool and I messed around with this a little bit, but it's like it's basically so you have skeletons, you have skeletal mages and you have golems that you can all summon. And for each of them you can choose basically what class you want them to be. Or if you want to uh, uh, sacrifice them entirely, meaning you can't summon them, but you get some sort of buff to your character by virtue of excluding them. So like right now I've like sacrificed golems. I don't have golems at all. And I just have skeletons and skeletal mages. And that's partly just for fun factor. I think it's fun to have like an army of like, you know, seven uh, warriors, just seven skeletons that I'm leading around in a parade. Like (laughs) that's just like a fun way to play the game. I don't know if it's the most effective or whatever, but like you know, you know, you can uh, you you can choose if you want to outfit them with with swords or with shields or with uh, uh or with um uh, reapers. You can oh, choose to. Yeah. Yeah, the the mages you can choose to have them be shadow mages or cold mages or like bone mages. So you know there's there's some and and then golem you can have a flesh golem you can have a, a you can have a blood or I'm sorry the blood golem is the flesh golem. Uh, you can have a, a a or a bone golem or an iron golem. So that, that yeah, there's all these decision points you get to you you get to make. 
and and they're specific to the class beyond just the skill tree. So I, I do like that quite a bit. I don't know. I mean, like it shakes it, it's, up the gameplay. If you like make a new character, you're like, it's not just like, let me get the barbarian's best skill and play that. It's like, oh, weapon expertise. And it's like, I'm dual wielding one mace and one axe. And they're both slowly gaining levels. It's like, it's, there's a lot of like variation amongst in a game that famously was fun, even though it was just like a stand and deliver or a point and yes. click and a DPS right. kind of monster game. But I think that's the cool little tweaks they're doing in between is a lot a lot of fun, like for a huge improvement from on D4, I think. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's, you know, I heard someone years, years ago told me that the, the Diablo two playing Diablo two is just constant rewards, which was kind of what you were saying earlier. And like, and I think what they've done here is it's just like, you're still getting constant rewards, but you've got like all these different buckets. The rewards are going into, right. So there's just like a bunch of different things you're, you're trying to improve at once. Uh, bad. I feel like we went bulldozing no, no. you a little bit, but I, I, I want to get your take on, on how you, well, what, what class you've been playing and how you feel about the game as you've been progressing through so it. I look, it's no secret. I love beams, right? I love beams. Yes. Uh, so I'm playing a sorcerer because in Diablo 3, my sorcerer had a a killer beam, just an all-time great beam. There's no beam in this one. Mm. I don't got a what? beam. I got Toss it. There's like, oh, I'm going to fucking just throw my, yeah, my computer out the <laughs> dang window. Um, but I, so I'm, but I'm still playing a sorcerer and I'm really liking it. I'm, I'm liking the skills that I have. My um unique uh, mechanic is uh, enchantment, so I can put um, a skill in either a skill tree slot, like, or you know, in a, in an ability slot, or I can put it in a passive slot. So, like, you know, like if I have Blizzard or something, right? Like, as a, as a, as one of my as one of my skills, it'll just do it automatically in the passive slot, uh, which is which I, which is pretty cool. Um, but what my favorite? My you mean fa- you mean? On, sorry, I just never played yeah. the sorcerer yet. On your skill bar, like it'll just be like whenever Blizzard's ready, it'll just drop it in a fight without you controlling exactly. it. Exactly. In yeah. addition to whatever else you have there, precisely. Oh, that's and I could have cool. it. I could have it in both too. I think. I oh, think so I you can get like. You can get it like reprocking like two different cooldowns exactly. going at once. Oh, that's cool. Uh, uh, so like that rocks. But I'm I'm playing a of mixed magic, uh, sorcerer right now. Um, so he's got a little bit of everything. Uh, but my favorite my favorite um ability right now is called Inferno, and I thought that that was just gonna be like a big fire. It's not. It's a fucking huge fire snake, and the snake wraps around like whoever's nearby and just burns the shit out of him. It rocks. It's that's pretty fucking cool. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, but I was also I was interested in because um, I played the sorcerer in the beta and stuff. I didn't really mess with any of the other characters. I've never really done multiple characters in a in a Diablo game before. But I got curious about the um, the druid class the other day because I've I've played druids in in D&D uh and they're they're complicated uh characters to to play there's just a lot of I felt like everybody that I would play with was like maybe you shouldn't do that because you don't really understand the rules <laughs> like like <laughs> I was the I was the one in the in in the in the party that would like just always be like so wait how many dice do I roll which dice what are you talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but then I shape shift you can't you have to wait a day and rememorize you know, yeah like, like, you, uh, can, what, you can't even do that yet dude <laughs> uh, you know but if there was time to make jokes I was doing that certainly uh, but I wanted to play the um, Try the druid class. So I started a druid character yesterday and immediately was like, do I just fucking leave my sorcerer and just keep with this guy? Because he rocks. I have a level 25 druid as well. I, I, my first ability is like a ground quake thing where you can just make the ground 
like shoot up from under an enemy and attack them. I was like, well, this feels incredible. I loved, I loved that. Uh, so, uh, do you get wait till you get to level fifteen and get get like the wolves? You get like uh like two ghost wolves that follow you around that you could sick on. They do yeah. like man, they do manual damage on their own, but then you can hit the fucking try and then they jump on someone and start shredding. Okay, them. I might rolls. have to yeah. put some more time in with the druid because I. I was also just liking the like the vibe of the character. He looked really cool. I was like, okay, like he's got like this fucking like like fur, like he's ro- he's rocking a fur or something. I was like, this this guy's my guy. Uh, and I know you can be like I've seen people in the in the hub world, not in the hub world, but like in in the uh, you know when you're walking around in the in the play area, I'll call it, um, like change into bears and stuff. And I was like, that seems like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, the wear shit's pretty rad. Yeah, I made. I have a, a high level, uh, t- level twenty something rogue and a level twenty something uh, druid, and they look like me and Tiffany. And I posted on Instagram like, uh, "Yeah, when when the characters start to look familiar, and everyone thought it was the Doughboys, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah.' <laughs> one of them has like shoulder length blonde hair and yeah. a mask on, and the other one is a giant bearded guy in like antlers. And I'm like, everyone's like, no, the Doughboys. And I was like, oh shit. And then I. I I got like weirded out about, oh yeah, I guess me and Tiff do look like Nick and Mitch, which is upsetting. <laughs> it's weird for us too. <laughs> I can talk to Mitch about this. Uh, uh, yeah. I did I did make me and Natalie helped me make me in the character creator for my necro. Uh and it's it's you know, you've you've got like you can't only do so much. You've only got like eight prefab faces that you can choose from or something like that. Yeah. For per body type. But you know, it, it it's it's pretty flexible. She did as we were going through and like we're looking at tattoos and and piercings and stuff you could pick she was like all these feel like cultural appropriation <laughs> i don't think you should, <laughs> think you should be wearing it having any of these was it easy for uh, you because it, in general your uh, default yeah I just, <laughs> you're you like, just hit the I, randomizer i'm good to go yeah, nba jam just uh, nba 2k just gives you weiger to start with <laughs> you're like okay this fucking vanilla boy i'll figure some shit I, out here i don't really like to mess with character creation that much because like i'll mm-hmm. try to think what you know approximate how i look and then my girlfriend was, like i did this in street fighter and i was i made this like fucking big huge guy and i sort of like gave him like brown skin and like that was it kind of and isabel was like that doesn't look anything like you i was like yeah i know he's like a fighter guy <laughs> it's like funny that's like me if I was a street fighter, and she's like, I don't, I don't right. think so. No, so she was not as helpful as Natalie was in that regard. Yeah, sometimes when your partner's around, you're like, doesn't this look like me? And they're like, no, your neck is grosser or yeah. something. And you're like, okay, okay. <laughs> he okay, look like he fucking I don't need to analyze yeah. myself that much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the um but but it is like that does bring me to like you know the cuz there this game does have in-game purchases the 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 shop is like i think you know it's it's kind of hidden slash ignorable not hidden i mean they 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 want you to go to the shop and buy platinum and buy uh you know buy buy a uh, uh, aesthetic upgrades but it is as opposed to diablo immortal it is purely cosmetic it isn't anything that affects your character stats like diablo immortal you could buy stuff from the store that just made your character broken (laughs) and there's nothing like that it's just i haven't bought anything but i just looked around a little bit it's basically just armor sets and and you know mount upgrades and stuff exactly yeah yeah yeah. purely cosmetic which is something you could also get from salvaging you and transmogs and stuff like that so which i think that's cool too that it's like a shortcut rather than like a leap to the finish like, like you could grind out and get all the looks you want to just by like, hunt, you know, 
fighting and fighting for yellow items and shit. Yeah, I mean, that, that look, that's just, just going to be in every game pretty much Going from now forward, on. So there's yeah. the, what, what are we going to do? But as integrated, I think it's it's whatever. It's as unobjectionable as this can uh, this can be. And I do think the game looks fucking great. Yeah, that look, was it's gonna really, be, bro, that was going to be the next point I wanted to present. I think the art is on fucking fire. This game makes me want to get a bigger monitor. Yeah. It's hurting my eyes because uh, <laughs> the, the writing and stuff is so small. And like, I need a big, I think I need a bigger screen. Because uh, the art is so rich, the backgrounds have like movement and the load speed that the the I keep calling them boards. I know I'm 41. Sorry, <laughs> uh, the stages, the the instances load in such a great way. Where I do get some lag every once in a while. Uh, obviously, you, uh, your producer is familiar with my shitty Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I live in West Hollywood, where everyone's Wi-Fi sucks for some reason. Um, but the art is fucking awesome. And I never really been a fan of like the Diablo, the world that exists in like the kind of like Christian hell kind of stuff <laughs> uh, or like medieval hell uh, aesthetic. But I think it's coming alive in this one. I think it's I think it's really rich. It gets a little redundant previously, but I think these boards like I just the one I did, uh, I did that. Excuse me, that cave with the guy who protects you in the fucking shield that you were just talking about, Weiger. That had like the fucking tentacles moving outside of the fucking path and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And I love. And just like corpses of giants. Yeah. That are just like strewn about. Yeah. So much rad shit. Bad guys look cool. They're like their, their articulation on the bad guys looks fucking awesome. The bosses, of course, look great. Have you guys gotten murked by the butcher yet? No, I didn't fight. I didn't face the butcher yet. I've heard he's scary as shit. He just pops up. He don't, you don't like he, he's like randomly in the world. He'll, the butcher will appear and fucking kill you just for like nostalgia. It's pretty fun oh. that he like is still out there. And I, th- I guess yeah, you're supposed like to Diablo, hope to- it's, like, it's like a Diablo one boss. <laughs> yeah. From way back. Yeah. And I think you're supposed to like get your level up to the point where when the butcher comes, you get to kill him and get some probably some dope item. You're just like, hope he comes. There's like a guy in Matt. Do you remember who that guy was uh, from uh, from Yakuza Zero? Who just appears? He's it's 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 a name like something like Mister Showtime or something like that. Oh. But he's just a big guy who chases you around and beats you up. And then at a certain point, you reach a point where you could beat him up and like take. But he just takes all your Mr. money. Shakedown, you yeah, Mister Shakedown. Mister Shakedown, yeah, yeah. It's the same. It seems like the same sort of approach to Mister Shakedown. Uh, yeah, I I like like what you're just talking about. So we finished the same dungeon, and I was a higher level. But like you talked about the level scaling earlier. I'm normally kind of lukewarm about level scaling because I like it to feel like you're making progress as you're going through the world. But for this particular game, it works really well because you can go in different directions. And like I just finished act one after having done the bulk of act two already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go very, very out of sequence here. It's not like there's these discrete act breaks like in past Diablos. And so, like, when you're going back to, like, the early areas, but then all of a sudden, you know, all of the the ghouls that you're fighting are your level, your character level, it makes that still engaging. It's not just encounters you want to sprint past as you might in, in past games. Yeah, I, I, I think it's all really, really well implemented. And what you were just talking about with the, with the art, it's a much grimier direction than Diablo 3. Maybe some some people have criticized kind of an overreaction to Diablo 3, but I like it. I've always liked the Diablo aesthetic, but that just takes me back to, like, you know, liking metal in, in middle school yeah. and like, yeah, like liking like a puss head album cover and being like, hell yeah, you know, that's what Diablo reminds me of. And, and so like, it's a, it, it's the, 
it, it, it's it's like I like that grime. I like how how it, how it's bloody and gory and and kind of Christian esque. Uh, but you talked about having like a bigger monitor. I have a widescreen monitor. Oh. I have like a fifty one twenty by fourteen forty display. It's a, it's a big wide boy, and this you know it, it supports that resolution. It looks fucking great. Ooh. So you know uh, uh, not to tempt you to to another big purchase, but like, I, I love having a widescreen monitor for this game in particular. All I need to do is respond to one of these commercial audition emails and nail it. And then I'll be ready to get a fucking big <laughs> it's monitor, that baby. Easy. You just, you gotta just yeah. do one email. I just need athletic greens to fucking double up their, uh, fucking ads on high and mighty. And then I'm made in the shade. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we're kind of just raving about this game, but I think, I, I don't know. My, my expectations were, I were a little mid. I was a little wary because the Diablo three launch was spotty. And I thought like, Oh, the K this might be another one where it takes some, a few patches to, and some DLC to figure out how this game actually works. Diablo immortal was obviously a huge whiff. And, uh, uh, and the other the other big one is Vampire Survivors, which I can't remember if you played that, Gabriel. Oh, that I should have mentioned that in like what I've been playing lately. I fucking yeah. played the hell out of Vampire Survivors this pandy. I love Vampire Survivors, and I was worried it was going to ruin me for Diablo because it's basically like a more passive Diablo that you can just sort of chill out and just you know just walk around yeah. in basically. And I was like, mm, is this is this is this like kind of reductionist approach to the formula made it so that like I just kind of can see the seams and I don't even need to play the actual game? But playing this, I've been like, no, this is still fucking great. I can enjoy both. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just really impressed by it overall. I love the Diablo cliche that anytime you're talking to someone, they they can drop to their knees. And and go, oh no, oh no, and just become like a demon. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's such a go-to. It's like like whoever you're talking to, they're just like, oh, oh no, not now. And it gets the ellipses in the writing of like, oh, oh, and then it's just uh that like bubble sound effect that it makes as he converts to like a, a what must be a 26-foot pig man with a big scythe or whatever. It fucking rules. Yes. <laughs> There's an early-ish, I, I think I, I'll just I'll just gotta semi-spoiler because it's a side quest and it's early-ish, but I, I'm not sure if either you got to this where there's a guy, there's a shackled prisoner, uh, and he's like, my eyes, they took my eyes. Yeah. And he's talking about that there's like a demon who took his eyes, but he can see what his eyes see, and he sees that like she's over there like tormenting a whole village. So you go over there, and you, uh, you know, you go through this whole quest. You have to like take over one of the, uh, I, I can't remember what it's, called, what it's called, like siege sites or something like that. There's some, there's strongholds. They're, they're, Stronghold, yeah, you take over the stronghold and then you come back to him and you bring him his eyes back and he says like, oh, I'll put him back in my head. And he puts him back in my head and he's just like, ah, it burns, it burns, and then runs away and like explodes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking I horrible. I helped. This, this guy was better off before <laughs> yeah. I helped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another one where it's like, it's and that this is, again, it's just such a Diablo thing of just, it's so fucking grim that even when you, when you finish a quest, a lot of times all you've given someone is closure. Right. Right. Just like, you know, like help, help me find my husband. And you find them and they've like been crucified and like been <laughs> pecked apart by crows. Yeah. And you're like, well, at least now I can, uh, I can bury their, the yeah. dead, you know, it's just like Jesus I can Christ. Ruin this lady's, uh, day in a second way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Along those lines, a quest I just did was really funny. It was like, you like helped her find her husband and her husband was just like shackled with a fucking dagger in his chest, dead, like help me and dies. And then she's like, she's like, I don't think you expect payment. You can have the dagger. And then you pull it out and he's like, oh, blah, 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 and, yeah. like and you're like, I didn't want it that bad. <laughs> this dagger sucks. I'm going to salvage it. I think, I think, uh, and 
we, just the one thing we haven't talked about. Uh, I've always played a little multiplayer. This one is mm. you're always online in this, which is kind of yes. interesting. Uh, a new take. I, I never played. Is D three always online? I feel like you can. Yeah, Diablo three. That, yeah. that was like a. There was a. It's. It, it came out long enough where there was a huge backlash to that before launch. It was like I can't believe I have to be always online to play this game, and now that's like you that's know like most a given. Games. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but I I would say the multiplayer really enriches the game a lot too. It like. The game is built for it, obviously, because like with the skills like slow and vulnerable, that's like you could be focused on that and be a great addition to a party, you know, like and that, and I think I think it really is conducive to fun in that way. And it's super easy communicating. I've never been a talking while playing guy like that's like mm-hmm. that's something that's new. I've always just been playing RTSs with like pinging and shit like mm-hmm. that. And that was always enough. I didn't want dialogue because I don't want stranger dialogue for sure. No, but with like fucking like uh, when hopefully I'll get to fucking party up, squat up with you freaks. Oh, hell yeah. And then we could all be fucking talking. And I, I I've just been. We've just been, me and my buddies have just been on chat gushing about the fucking game, just being like, shit, I can't believe this mechanic works. Oh, the gems are, and like all the stuff, the dumb stuff you love about the game, like they've just kept it enough of like the gem increase, like keep the, and then sharing a stash across your characters. That's a really fun fucking mechanic too of like, shit, I'll drop this ring for my a rogue when my rogue gets higher level. Like there's mm-hmm, like a little mm-hmm. bit of like, you can, it, it, it promotes playing other characters for like the first time in a way too. I feel like of like, Oh shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw another guy on there. Leave the ax in there. I'll make a barbarian just to fucking play with this ax eventually. But that's like kind of the best thing about it too. Like a, a game like this where you could spend hours and hours and hours in it, like playing just different characters. Cause like the campaigns aren't like terribly long. Like they're not like it's, I mean, it's not like tears of the kingdom. Like, I'm not going to be playing this for 100 hours, probably, but, like, I could be playing multiple characters. Like, I'm playing the game for the same amount of time, but, like, I'm doing a completely different thing every time. That's, like, that's so incredible. I recommend pe- people, if they have friends, to fu- – if if you have friends. If listeners of this podcast have friends – all right, never mind. Uh, they probably uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you have friends, it's fun to be like, oh, I play this character with this group. I play this tune with these – like, mm-hmm. oh, we could right, all be sure. like level five and only grow together and be like, all right, this druid – like, I have a druid that's just for with my friends. And that's, like, kind of fun that I can – you can – and then maybe I'll do that with some of my comedy friends who are on D4 and some of my other friends who are on D4. Have a different – you get to play like a multiple different types of gameplay. Uh, and I think that's like a fun way to go about it. Yeah. One hundred. That, 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 that's great advice uh, to, to, to segment it like that. Yeah. I've only played solo so far. I got to play some, I, I wish I could speak to the, the multiplayer component a little bit more. You do see a lot of, of, of just randos that you run around, particularly in, in some of the, uh, the, the instanced world yeah. events, but uh, which I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I think I overall like it. I think it making making the world feel more populated, even though it doesn't really make sense in the context of the quest you're doing. It, I still kind of like it. It's really funny when you're like getting absolutely murked by a bunch of fucking baddies, and there's like a dude mm-hmm. standing there with like ice armor on, not helping at all. You're like, come on, man, <laughs> yeah. just fucking throw one lightning bolt over yeah. here or some shit. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I like I like seeing a stranger sort of doing the same thing I'm doing and being like. We're friends now. I'm playing with this guy. <laughs> uh, I've squatted up with some of the get played listeners in our Discord, and oh, I, yeah. I loved it. I, 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 we, a couple of us took down a boss together, and I was like, "This is, 
this is everything. This is it was so fun. It was just so great. And then getting in the chat, being like, "That was awesome. We did great. Everyone's doing good." It, I loved it. Yeah, I'm 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 having a blast of this game so far. We'll 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 see where I am after I I finish this playthrough. If I if I roll more characters, if I do any of the the kind of post game content, we'll we'll see. But as of right now, it's it's doing exactly what I what I wanted from it from from a Diablo game released in this year. Hell yeah, uh, good game. Great great fun. What a what a dang hoot. Yeah, my wife has dinner plans tonight. I have a show at 10. I feel like that's a perfect gap to kill a couple of hours fucking uh, stamping on skeletons and killing Moon Clan goat men and whatever the fuck <laughs> else they throw at me. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, hey, how about we do a segment? I'm going to see if Nick and Gabers can determine which of these monsters is real or fake. It's time to find out in the bestiary. Ooh. These are these are monsters. These are Diablo specific monsters. These are monsters. Diablo specific monsters. Some of them are real and some of them are fake. Let's see okay. if y'all know your stuff. Here we go. Frog demon. Frog? Can you demon? say was it did you say brog or frog? Frog demon. Frog. frog. Like the amphibian. Ribbon. Fake. Wait, what's the choices? Fake or real? Fake or, or real? Diab- <laughs> They're all real. But in the game Diablo 4, <laughs> there is no frog demons. But there are frog demons fa- in my sleep. I would say... Yeah, I'm trying to think of... It, I, I, I'm going to say fake. I think this is this one doesn't it's exist. It's real. I'm not... It's it's in... I think they're in Diablo 3. These are from all of Di- okay. uh, all of Diablo. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. I would have gotten that then. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so... so right, well, tell, now you tell me. Okay, great. <laughs> so no points there. Uh, next one. Giant Mosquito. Uh, that's real. That's real. Great, great foley on those boys. Okay, that is that is a real one. How about this? Skeleton King. Mm. There's so many skeletons. Yeah, I think uh, I think there is a Skeleton King boss in two or three. I'm gonna say real. Nick says real. Gabrus. Oh, uh, we both have to vote. I thought he like buzzed in. Uh, real also. <laughs> You're both wrong. It's fake. I made that shit up. No There's way. There's no skeleton. There's no skeletal skeleton. Mage, skeletal archer, skeletal captain. There's like a skeleton everything. There's Jack Skellington and he's a tattoo on like this goth chick's uh, butt <laughs> rules. Sorry. Skeleton King is a boss on Diablo 3. What, what are you talking about? He turns out to King Leoric. I just looked it up. <laughs> He's the he's the first boss at the end of Act One. That's what I that's why I remembered it. <laughs> I thought I made the, it up. The fix. I mean, go if you if that was the fuck well, if that's the length yeah. you went for creativity. It's like oh, I got to come up with a monster <laughs> they'll never hear of. Skeleton something. Well, I wanted it to sound real. <laughs> okay, that's the challenge. It, I, I, I'll I'll say that it's it's a boss, not a not a minion, not a monster in the world. So I think I that's, think I'll that's still fine. give you both the point because guess what? I fucked up. Yeah, agreed. Thank you. How about I, the next I'll one? Take that point. I need it. <laughs> Sasquatch. I don't, I, think I don't think there's I a Sasquatch so. in the Diablos. Fake. Fake. Now I'm googling these. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> What's, where's their Sasquatch? He's in um in Act yeah. Five in Diablo Three. He's in there. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's uh in, named Silverback in the game. It's a variant of Yet of the Yeti, encountered only on mm. Gray Hollow Island Zone of Adventure Mode in Act Five. 
Okay, so now Davis I'm going to close the Diablo two. wiki so I can keep playing. Yeah, it's interesting that you also have Google over there. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what Act Five of Diablo Three was. I, That's I have the, no recollection. Is that the one where you go into the like you go into heaven, or is that Act Four? I, I the thing about these games, any of it, any story point, couldn't tell you. I'm just clicking. <laughs> I'm just there clicking an, and picking it, stuff up. Are you? I just remember like biome. So I, there, there's a point where you go into like the the like not the sanctuary, but like the the, the pandemonium, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. You, the, it, you go and, into like and alternate it, you're up there with all those fallen angels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's a game that you can play with exclusively skipping cutscenes and still enjoy. Yeah, but I I will play the I will play it through and we'll watch them all in honor of the designers because it is the art and voice yes. work is fantastic. It, we didn't talk about the cinematics here, but I think the the you know the the major cinematics the the, the pre rendered ones are all really well done. But also all the in game stuff. I mean, they they did a lot more work in terms of making these the in game cutscenes, the in engine cutscenes feel cinematic. Changing the camera angle from isometric. There's like look at points you can get yeah. to, or like the you go to like a low angle and you see more of the world. That like all that stuff I think is. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I, I think it was maybe like, okay, let's see how this works the first time I encountered it. But as I was go, as I was going, I was like, oh yeah, this makes this feel like it has like kind of a triple A game presentation in terms of the story side of it. Can, can we get back to my game now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, we got room for <laughs> tangents, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, lightly Google two words and we'll say <laughs> fake or real. Uh, Sick uh, fucking game. Okay. Here we go. Uh, mitochondria. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are real. Uh, no, um, bone fetish. I think, I think that's real. Uh, I know it's a real, my doctor says I have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one is real. This game's The skeleton up. king gave me a bone fetish, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Swamp demon. Fake. I'm, I'm going to say that's fake. Okay, you guys are really good at this game. It's tied up. That's fake. Frozen ghoul. That's real. I think there is a frozen ghoul. That's real. That one's fake. Oh, wow, he got us. Thank you. That was all right, a, is that all you were trying to do? We're done now? I just or wanted to make you guys look like <laughs> fucking idiots. Uh, there's so many ice enemies. There's so many, because like you start in an ice biome in this game. Yeah, right. Uh, and then there's like the, you know, like the act five of Diablo two is all ice. So much of act of Diablo three is ice. There's just so much ice. I was like, I feel like there was an ice school in there somewhere. I yeah, there's not. a classic variation. You get like, you start getting ghoul, then you get like shadow ghoul, fire ghoul. Like, you know, like right. they do like... Uh, tinted red and it's a fire gold yeah. tinted blue and it's that like I do think uh, that's another cool element like when a bad guy becomes vulnerable they get like a little purple light like there's like some mm -hmm. light art changes that never yes. previously existed which is kind of fun just a just a, a couple more here ghastly grave digger ooh that's Ghastly the monster truck digger. that runs over uh, <laughs> Deckard Kane, and you have to get revenge. <laughs> Grieve, digger. Sunday, 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 only in Haradrum. <laughs> I remember Bigfoot was like the bit, like, like, it was it was kind of the equivalent of like there was Hulk Hogan and then the, and then like the Ultimate Warrior came about. I feel like it was the same thing with Bigfoot and the grave and Grave Digger. Yeah, it was like Grave Digger came about and it was like that's the cool one. Uh, when I went to uh, Gen Con this past year, 
uh-huh. they had Bigfoot in the convention because there's like a Bigfoot wow. board game. And and I'm sure there's like nine Bigfoots just, you know, like that are traveling around the sure. world. But it was pretty rad. Like, And I guess there was dozens of 40-something-year-old men there who were like, whoa, Bigfoot. Like everyone just <laughs> taking like the Mitch thumbs up photo in front of it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's real to me. <laughs> All right, so what, what was the name Gastly of it again? Grave it Gastly, Gastly Grave Digger. Gastly Grave Digger. I'll guess real. Nick's right, so now it's five to four. Oh. Do you have which game that's from? I don't, not in front of me. Uh, I just wrote down a bunch. Gastly, I'm going to say it's from, actually, I think it's from this this new one, I think, from Diablo 4. Oh, wow. Uh, I, got a, I, got a, I got a mix going in here. Uh, the final one. Dark magician. Hmm. I think you're supposed um, to call them just magicians, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think it, their complexion should come into no, it at right. all. That's you're me right. personally. No, <laughs> big ally over here. Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm an ally. I don't know about you, but I've been conflicted. I got the woke mind. Vi- I'm sick too, bro. <laughs> got the woke mind virus, dog. Doctor said it's terminal. Doctor said, I said, doc, I got the woke mind virus. What does that mean? It's like, you just give a shit about other people. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and oh, I know God what you're forbid. thinking. The doctor was a woman. I'm going to guess the dark magician is fake. I'm going to go with fake as well. It is fake. I made it up. But Nick's our so- winner. Of wow. the bestiary. Wow. Greatest honor of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's this week's Get Played. Links to our social media in the episode description. Our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez, Dead Air Alex G on Twitter and Instagram. Also check out Get Animated, where we're continuing the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya, which is on Stitcher Premium or at patreon.com slash get played. John Gabris. Such a treat to have you on. Everyone should listen to High and Mighty. Everyone should check out Action Boys on Patreon Patreon with a Z. I don't know if I fucking, I have a Patreon. I should know how to say it. I think people uh, Action know. Boys <laughs> on Patreon. Action Boys with a Z. I, I've said this before when you've been on the pod. I've said this in other contexts. I just I, I just was was touring with our, our mutual friend and mutual janitor, Tammy Sager, uh, who's also an Action Boys fan. Uh, it's it's just like, I just think it's the funniest podcast. Oh, so like, if you want to, if you want to listen to a funny show, check it out. It's, it's, it's so great. It's a podcaster's um, podcast, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Such appreciate you, Weiger. You always gas us up. And when funny people find our show funny, it, it means a lot. Uh, like, that's all we're going for. We're talking about stuff we love and trying to be funny, like trying really hard to be funny. Uh, too hard. It's embarrassing. Uh, but I, I appreciate you giving us a shout out. Yeah. And we have some free episodes of Action Boys. You can hunt them down. Uh, there's like a, a free feed called Unlocked and loaded if you're like want to just get a sniff and get hooked you know like we'll give you the first taste for free baby hell yeah and and high and mighty i have guessed it on a few times matt you've guessed that's it right on high and, about Weezer. and so and heather heather has been on heather was a uh, guest way back in the day and we talked video games and I, I didn't even really know her then i was just a fan like wow. i wasn't really friends with her i just reached out and had heather ann gamble over my house you know like, having, yeah, like yeah come to my apartment and talk about video games with me a guy you met at Backstage at UCB. 
In all fairness, I don't know if Matt and I know Heather all that well either. Yeah, so. well, that's what I was about to say. I thought you guys would find it funny that she was in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Weiger, I've traveled the country with, and I'm still not uh, never seen the inside of his fucking house. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> Uh, Gabers, anything else you want to plug? Yeah, check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die, now on Max. And if you're an Emmy voter, it is up for nomination. So wow. for your consideration, uh, you know, I don't think True TV or Zaslav or anyone in that fucked up conglomerate of clusterfucks is going to be putting any marketing money behind it because uh, I don't think we're going to get a second season via them. Uh so I do love all this like anti Zaslav shit that's out in the like coming out in the press. Like that's exciting for a guy who personally blamed him for losing a second season of the dream job. Yeah. So uh, like I'm stoked that people are on to this fuck. I'm glad he made $200 million last year and the job yeah. that uh, was the uh, hardest I've ever worked on anything and creatively input in my life is just, you know, toast, but I'm glad he got his $200 million in a BU speech or whatever. Rock and roll brother. I, the funniest <laughs> thing on earth, was watching him get booed. It's so yeah. funny. Oh my God, it I rolled. loved it. It's so gratifying. <laughs> Should have thrown Zaslov into that quiz. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's the uh, level four is, blob boss. That, that yeah. one's real. Um, he drops 200 yeah. million gold pieces yeah. when you kill him. Yeah, he's the fucking treasure goblin. Um, uh, <laughs> God, uh, we've only run into one treasure goblin, but he escaped me. I haven't killed a treasure goblin Every time yet. I see uh, the treasure goblin, I love him. Uh, but- Oh, Gabrus, I I have to say, I've watched that show. I watched 101 Places to Party Before You Die. It's um, it's incredible. I loved it so much. Super funny. Uh, oh, thanks, I've, guys. I've recommended it to people who don't like know my comedy friends either, and like and they're like just like big fans of it also. So like it's it's such a great, uh, such a cool, unique show. First of all, and also cool to see your funny friends on TV be funny the way that they're funny and not watered down in a in a TV way. Which was I appreciate incredible. that. You we and, wanted to you bring and Adam Pally. Yeah, me and Adam Pally. We wanted to bring yeah. like podcast energy to TV. Yeah, we were like raw. It's the most authentic on camera I've ever been. I think I, like we're we're so ourselves in like such a way that is either for good or for bad, depending on what you think <laughs> about it. Well, you might not like us, which is completely reasonable. But if you like us at all, it is us. Like, and if you dislike us, that's it too. Like that, <laughs> we're not. You know, we're. Yeah. I feel good about it. No <laughs> imposter syndrome for the first time in my life. Hell yeah, feels good. <laughs> wow. Uh, thanks so much for making time for us, Gabrus. And uh, I won't say it to you. I'll say it to Zaslov. Zaslov, you, sir, got played. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> 